Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 41, beginning on the bottom of page 391. Blessed is he that considereth the poor and needy. The Lord shall deliver him in the time of trouble. The Lord preserve him and keep him alive, that he may be blessed upon the earth, and deliver not thou him into the will of his enemy. The Lord comfort him when he lieth sick upon his bed. Make thou all his bed in his sickness. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Mine enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? And if he cometh to see me, he speaketh vanity, and his heart conceiveth falsehood within himself, and when he cometh forth, he telleth it. All mine enemies whisper together against me. Even against me do they imagine this evil. An evil disease, say they, cleaveth fast unto him, and now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. Yea, even mine own familiar friend whom I trusted, who did also eat of my bread, hath laid great weight for me. But be thou merciful unto me, O Lord. Raise thou me up again, and I shall reward them. By this I know thou favorest me, that mine enemy doth not triumph against me. And in my innocency thou upholdest me, and shall set me before thy face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, world without end. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twenty-second verse of the tenth chapter of the book of Proverbs. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. To do evil is like sport to a fool. But a man of understanding has wisdom. The fear of the wicked will come upon him, and the desire of the righteous will be granted. 
When the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy man to those who send him. The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. The hope of the righteous will be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. The way of the Lord is strength for the upright, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the second chapter of St. Paul's Epistle to the Philippians. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason you also be glad and rejoice with me. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. For he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, 
as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, mercifully look upon our infirmities, and in all our dangers and necessities. Stretch forth thy right hand to help and defend us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither unto any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We're uh, kind of, kind of we go our work our way through Proverbs. We we encounter a lot of the same thoughts. You know, the blessing of God is on the righteous. It prolongs days. It provides wealth. It it um, and some of this will be a little bit uh, trite, in, unless we bring into the New Testament uh, narrative where we understand things like inheriting the land, prolonging the days. Uh, the the full wisdom with which we understand those are that they, the the promises are situated in the kingdom of God. So we understand that in Christ we have eternal life and our days are prolonged, and that there are blessings in Christ, riches we possess that transcend the merely temporal. Only when we situate the the, the sort of wisdom of Proverbs into the larger wisdom of the cross does it make any sense. And that can be the connection then between that and, and the exhortation in our in our um, New Testament lesson today, that when wisdom understands that um, the eternal life we have in Christ 
is uh, the inheritance of a blessing. It gives us life that does not end, an inheritance that's undefiled. That That's why that's the, the, the sort of motive for the pursuit of what is right now. And what's really been drawn out in the last two days in our Philippians lessons is the exhortation to um, humility in in the congregation. Um, we remember yesterday we had the the, uh, the 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 great lesson about Christ who humbled himself, became obedient unto death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him. But this all was part of the illustration of the point that Paul was making in the beginning um, of of Philippians two, where he says. Fulfill my joy being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let other think everyone better than yourself. Look not only for your own interest, but only for interest of others. Then he, 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 he portrays Jesus as the example, this mind being you, this in Christ Jesus. He went through this humble humility, this obedience unto death, and therefore God has highly exalted him. It's not just an example, it's actually the thing we're participating in, because if we can situate uh, uh, today's lesson where he says, do everything without grumbling or complaining, clearly he means to call to mind the wilderness wanderings of Israel. Whenever we hear grumbling, we ought to hear murmuring. And so he's situating our lives in the wilderness, and Israel grumbled in the wilderness because the people didn't have the understanding to know that this wilderness was leading to a glorious land at the end and they were being tested and purified now they could only see god promises this and we didn't get it man we're complaining and and this is to, to connect back to proverbs if we have that merely temporal horizon of wisdom we'll look around us and we'll say this isn't what it was supposed to be and and we'll start grumbling and complaining because we're not content right in the moment. We won't see what God is doing. Only when we situate the narrative of our lives in the narrative of Christ that we're participating in the cross of Jesus, but God is leading us through the cross into the resurrection, that life of Christ is within us now. It's growing through the trials and, and tribulations of life. Christ is being formed in us, and we're learning, as, as Hebrews says of Jesus, obedience to the things we suffer. Then we have the larger horizon. We realize, oh, we're in this narrative of a, of a wilderness. There's a wilderness aspect of life, but there's also already a glory in that wilderness because we're already participating in the resurrection, already moving towards that glory. God highly exalted him. He's going to highly exalt us. He's already at work in us. And therefore, that's why he says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. This is happening in you. Have that larger wisdom to see what God is doing over the long term and order your lives that way. That therefore you do all things without complaining or disputing, that you may be blameless and harmless children of God in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. And you think about our world today, it's a grumbling, complaining world. Everyone has a beef a complaint, a thing they want to do to make this perfect or right, which is not possible. And it's not that we don't have um, a voice about what is right and wrong, a prophetic voice. We never speak the truth in the midst of opposition. But we're always living as people who are moving through this world, which is not permanent, 
into the kingdom and that wisdom makes us realize that we can we can be okay with it not being perfect now because this world can't be perfected that's part of the wisdom of the kingdom we move through that and, and we, we focus on love what does love look like here how do we how do we minister to others how do we show ourselves to be like christ blameless children of god in the midst of a perverse world and that's primarily the exhortation then is to be aware of the needs of those around us and like as Christ did not merely think about him his own you know immediate happiness but the long-term good of the whole body which so we ought to in our lives in Christ be aware of our ministry to others as we move together through this world uh, into the kingdom and the resurrection and the life of the world to come so a few thoughts about today's lessons O oh God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Tuesday. Thank you, Father Thank John. You. Thank you, Bishop Jarvis. Have a great Have a day. Thank you. Bye, kiddos. Thank you, everyone. Bye.